Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I am back with my friend, your friend, my co-host, my cohort, my partner in crime, Evan David. Evan David, hello. How are, <laughs> are you, you guys? We're doing great here in Indiana. How are you doing over there in Colorado? I'm doing pretty well. It's sunny. Yeah, the fall weather's finally hit, so... Yeah, it was like a switch got flipped. Like all of a sudden, it's just, yeah. hey, it's fall. It's great. Yep. Hey, so for this episode, we're kind of going to do a, a little bit of a catch-up episode and just kind of talk about what's going on in our lives. And when you suggested the catch-up episode because of uh, some of the stuff that we were thinking about doing, I didn't have time to get uh, prepared for, I was thinking... Hey, yeah, we can talk about Heinz. We can talk about Great Value. We can talk about the Aldi ketchup. Which is your favorite, Evan? <laughs> I'm not uh, actually a ketchup. I'm not a condiment person. I like ketchup with fries, and that's about it. All right. Well, that was our ketchup episode. And Thanks for uh, listening, everyone. Fascinating, fascinating conversation about ketchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those of you who are <laughs> Prairie Home Companion listeners get the reference. So. Uh, no, but I, I did I did think this was a good idea, but then I started thinking about, we haven't talked much, well, in general, we haven't talked much, but we haven't talked much about like what you're doing in Colorado. And we did talk a little bit about what brought you and took you away from Indiana so that you and I can't do uh, uh, road trips, road trip episodes to drive mm-hmm. to movies together. Uh, but we haven't really talked about like what you're doing, how it's going, uh, and what got you out there. And so I thought this might be a great time to have a chance for me, Ben, Ben Avery, to interview you, Evan David, special guest who is <laughs> working at uh, Focus on the Family uh, and working with some Adventures and Odyssey stuff. And yeah, yeah so I, I, I thought, you know, we could get, you know, give a little peek behind the curtain and just get a little a peek inside Evan's. Evan's life there. And we'll talk about geek stuff too. Like we'll talk about what you've been watching and what you've been enjoying and stuff like that. But let's start with the job stuff. Like how did God move? How did God do this thing that was, I'm not sure if you ever mentioned it on camera or on mic up before about uh, your dreams and, and hopes, but you've talked about with me for ages. And mm-hmm. one of your dreams has been, Focus on the family, Adventures in Odyssey. And so how did you go from Indiana to Colorado? Well, um, probably the biggest uh, motivator for that was lots and lots of prayer. My wife and I were in a rough spot when we got this, uh, when we started on this journey. Um, and just just because of finances and circumstances and jobs and all that stuff, we were just we were just really struggling because, um, you know, I was a freelancer for the probably the entire time you've known me, Ben, um, except, you know, when I worked at the church. But uh, otherwise, my, my main income has been freelance stuff, and that is sporadic, and it's not uh, it's not the greatest career for money-making, um, even though it's having lots of fun. Um but uh, but yeah, focus on the family adventures and Odyssey. That's kind of been my 
a dream job goal um, just because I feel like Adventures in Odyssey is one of those Christian, overtly Christian projects that is just exudes excellence um, and is is good just as a thing by itself without being Christian, you know? And that's the kind of stuff that, you know, I'm really interested in. That's the type of stuff that, you know, my heroes like Walt Disney, uh, you know, excellence for excellence sake. Um, we're, we're doing this. We're going to do it right. We're going to innovate. We're going to do all the, you know, uh, be creative in, in ways that serve the audience. And, uh, and uh, when I went to Liberty, one of Jerry Falwell's uh, expressions that I always heard was, if it's Christian, it should be better. And that's something I've always stuck with. That stuck with me, too. Um, and I just feel like Adventures in Odyssey hit the nail on the head for that. I feel like Focus on the Family, the things they produce, is kind of like the Christian version of Disney, uh, where it's it's family-friendly, but also it's just the the highest quality, world-class entertainment as well. I've never been out there, um, but I do remember one time you visited out there when you're still living here. And uh, the way you talked about it almost was like visiting Disney or visiting yeah. like this, uh, this pilgrimage to some sort of holy Mecca <laughs> or something like that. Like you, you just, you, you just gushed about it. You, you really enjoyed yourself. You also sent a picture, I think of an end cap that had one of my books on it, but you, yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah, uh, but you were like, "This is this is the greatest," and it wasn't because of my books. It was because of uh, being able to see some of the stuff. And I think even I can't remember all the things you got to see, but I just remember you gushing about it in person and on Facebook with our messaging and stuff. And well, I'm I'm a huge I was a huge Adventures in Odyssey fan to begin with. Uh, I listened to it a little bit when I was a kid, but then when I got my life right with Christ in college, um, I was really searching for you know excellent. Uh, Christian entertainment, uh, and I found Adventures in Odyssey again, and just realized how good it was. Just for because it. it's not a kids show; it's for the whole family. Right. Um, right. We market towards the kids, but yeah, it's it's got stuff for everybody, and and it's just really really good. Um, so after I you know became a super fan, then I you know come here and they've got they've got Wits End here, and they've got you know a little Disney esque uh, thing you can go and you know, explore and stuff. And it's very cool. And I, you know, uh, you're talking about when I flew out here, it's because I, uh, I had, you know, it's part of my freelance stuff. I had contacted, um, through one of my contacts from Basecamp Adventures, got in touch with some of the Odyssey team. And I was like, Hey, here's some pitches. What do you think? And they forwarded me onto the publishing team here and, uh, they were very excited. And I flew out and met with them and talked to them. And it was like, uh, Game of telephone for five years about like, hey, yeah, we're still super interested, but nothing's going to happen. <laughs> you know, so uh, that sort of thing. And then finally, I sent, uh, I, God gave me an idea and I sent it to uh, uh, my contact person and it was for Adventures in Odyssey. And they were like, this is actually a pretty good idea. We've never, we're surprised we never thought about this before. Why don't you help us produce it? So then I was helping them produce that over, you know, the Christmas season. And at the end of that, the my contact guy was like, "Hey, there's an opening here. You should apply. And if you don't hear back, uh, let me know, and I'll make sure it gets through." And I was like, "Wow, okay." So then I applied and I got the position, 
And yeah, it was it was, like I applied in December, and then I got the position in the at the end of January, and then I moved out here in March. So it was a pretty quick. Yeah, it was fast. It was yeah. yeah it was, it was all pretty of a sudden quick. You're but just like, hey Ben, I'm leaving. <laughs> wow, this is. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it was a dream. It's the it, this is my dream job. Um, this is the dream company. Um, this is the dream franchise for me. So I don't anticipate leaving, um, unless you know God has something else in mind, which sometimes He does. But uh, but yeah, this is. I mean, I get I get up excited to go to work every day. In fact, the the first month I was here, I couldn't sleep at night because I was too excited to go to my job the next morning which has never happened before and the job that I had right before this uh I got a just a, a making money job it was the exact opposite like I just woke up I'm like this is I'm just dreading going to work and um so this is the, this is just been the dream the dream job experience it's been awesome it's like what they say uh do what you love and you never work a day in your life yeah I've told my boss I'm like I haven't technically worked yet because <laughs> i've just been doing i'm just having so much fun so yeah <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the the drought period because i've gone through that too where it's just it's drudgery and it's difficult and it's necessary but at the mm. same time it's 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 killing you a little bit inside maybe but talk yeah. a little bit about that how did you work through that how did you make it through that because Obviously, it wasn't like you were going through all of that and then like, but at, oh, maybe in a year, this whole process will, will come together because it, it happens so fast that I don't know if you even had time to have hope for, for the light at the end of the tunnel. But uh, how did, yeah, how not did you really. go through that? Well, <laughs> that was very, very short, Ben. So I don't know if I can give you much oh, insight okay. in how, because I lasted a week at that job and got fired. And that was the first time oh. I've ever been. That was the first time I've ever been fired, and I got fired because I was trying to bring, uh, you know, my creativity and innovation into the job. And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. We need a square peg in a square hole here, and that's all we want." There was no negotiation. Like I, I was, you know, doing my thing, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna." We're we're not going to give you another chance. It's just going to be we're going to be done. So that was that was rough. And the the week I was doing it, I was like, this is you know this is necessary. I'm going. I'm making money for the family. This is going to help us. But yeah, once I'm at the job, it's like okay, only seven more hours until I get to go home. <laughs> it's like looking at the clock, and here it's it's different. So, but I mean, I, I've done other jobs that I haven't liked before, but. You know, when, when I have that, it's it's still, you know, I'm still doing creative stuff on the side, and right, so that's right. that's that's satisfying my you know need to be creative, and so it's not vital, but it is always helpful to have a creative component in my day job, so that it's you know enjoyable to do. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that freelance life is hard. Like that is, mm. I mean, you are living on on faith and. Yeah. every moment because you're living on faith that another freelance job is going to come when the that last one gets done. You're living on faith that they're actually going to pay uh, <laughs> because there are some where you, I've never had a job that never paid me, but I had jobs where it took a while and mm. that was, that was hard. But that was, that was part of my uh, drudgery was because I'm working freelance. I have to have a job that I have to do 
every week because we need support. Like we have to have yeah. money to put food on the table and, and pay for the mortgage and, and all that. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. And well, my, my wife had a really nice job and she, she it was a full-time job. So she was the main money maker in the family and I'm taking care of the kids and doing freelance stuff on the side, but it's just the, like I said, the circumstances and everything and the, the finances and the pressure. And it was just getting, it was weary. And, uh, but I mean, God, God answered pretty much every single one of our prayers with yeah, this, yeah. with this job, you know, that we'd been praying. So it was, it was awesome. So what are you doing? What is this job? Ah, I am the content producer for Adventures in Odyssey, which is a position on the marketing team for children and family. And I run all of the social media for Adventures in Odyssey. So if you've been following Facebook and Instagram and such, that's been me for the past uh, year and a half. And uh, in that, I've also been able to innovate and, and start some new programs and some content within the club, the Adventures in Odyssey Club, which is like their streaming service. So we've, uh, as soon as I got here, mysteriously, Adventures in Odyssey comics started popping up everywhere. And, you know, <laughs> that's my, that was my thing. It was like, okay, now that we've got the comics going, this is, this is literally it. This is what I want to be doing. So, um, yeah, so I've been able to start a new comic series, a new web comic series. I've been able to write for the show. My first audio episode is coming out uh, October 1st. So if you're a member of the Adventures in Odyssey Club, you can listen to that there. And uh, and yeah, it's been it's just been crazy because, like I said, my last job, in, out, in several previous jobs, even working with Basecamp Adventures and with uh, being a children's minister, um, I've come up with ideas and like, hey, let's do this. It sounds cool. And pretty much, you know, 80% of the time, it was probably a no or that's a great idea, Evan, but we're going to move in a different direction. But when I got here, I started doing that. And they're like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I'm not expecting that. So it, it's just been really positive And it's been a it's been a great working experience. And my the, the team I'm on is great. And the content team that I'm working with, with the writers and everything has been great so i mean i'm just waiting for something terrible to happen because i'm just i'm having too much fun and it's been, <laughs> you know, it's, been <laughs> it's too much good things that i'm loving so yeah all right well so with all of that what would you tell someone who is maybe in that desert wandering all right because like mm. In, in some ways, some of what you've, you're, you're talking about reminds me of, you know, being, because even when you're talking about like Moses in the desert with the Israelites, I found that there's a couple of interesting things to me. One is, and I just was thinking about this this past week, but um, one is they get to the promised land and then they're told, no, not yet. You, you're going to go because of, well, because of sin or whatever, but it didn't change God's plan for them because it was still part of his plan. They just weren't going to go there right away. And then it still became part of God's grand plan he was accounting for this that the israelites weren't going to be in the promised land until they were but it still worked out for you know jesus um yeah coming yeah. when he did so what would you tell someone who is maybe going through that dry time or maybe going through that difficult time of you know i i'm doing this i'm doing that but i'm feeling stressed because the money's not there or i'm feeling mm -hmm. stressed because i'm taking this job because i have to because um, yours only lasted a week. Mine, uh, it lasted, 
I think three or four years. That was the janitor job at our old church. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where I well, first that, that was the- I was I was cleaning bathrooms when you were doing the Superman music at your re- wedding reception in the, in yeah. the church mm-hmm. there. You know, um, and so. But what would you tell someone who's kind of maybe in that that wandering that desert experience as they're kind of you know figuring out where am I supposed to be? Uh, I know what I would tell someone, but I'm going to let you. <laughs> I just thought of something myself. But yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and I do want to say that, that that job thing was like the driest part of the desert. But, you know, before that, I was I think I was still in the desert or it's just wandering aimless. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what my purpose is, that sort of thing. You know? Evan, Evan, I would definitely say you were like knowing you and having co- deep conversations with you outside of that one week job, which I didn't even know about. Like, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. how I, I was like, what was this? Well, now I know why it was only a week. But right. <laughs> no, I, having had conversations with, you were in that desert, like you were in a a place where you, you were not feeling satisfied. You were uh, worried. You were, I mean, yeah, but okay. Uh, this is you, not me. You, you talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think just keep your eyes on God. Like, and that's what the Israelites did. They, they, you know, they had a literal cloud and a literal pillar of fire to keep their eyes on. But Jesus says, Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, and the door will be open to you. And um, keep, you know, keep bugging me is basically what he says. Because it's like the the unjust judge where the mm-hmm. woman's like <laughs> basically annoying him into, you know, doing what she wants him to do. Yeah. And same thing with the, uh, the, the friend who knocks on the door in the middle of the night and asks for bread. That That's the stuff Jesus compares it to, like nag me. like keep keep (laughs) insisting or you know and and keep knocking and keep seeking and you will get an answer and sometimes the answer is not what you think it's going to be but right right um god god gives you certain desires like some of the desires in your heart are god-given and so for me it's to was to use my creativity for the kingdom and to be able to provide for my family those are my two biggest ones and you know, I I can't speak for anyone else, but that that's the that those are the desires God put on my heart, and God says, you know, put my kingdom first, and these things will be added unto you. Um, and so that's just what I found to be true in my experience. And you know, who who knows what else could have happened? Also, you know, I had I took action myself. Um, I knew that's that these desires were God given, and so I said, "Okay, God, knowing that I have these desires and they're from you, I'm going to go ahead and try to move the needle. I'm going to go. I'm going to send out an email. I'm going to uh, offer to fly out and talk to these people. Um, I have an idea, so I'm going to send it to somebody. And so, I, you know, I'm just trying to do my best in the situation where I'm at. Uh, I think it was Yogi Berra who said." You gots to work with what you gots to work with, and that's what I—that's what I had. You yeah. know, I'm just doing with doing what I can with what I have for God's kingdom and for God's glory, and relying and seeking Him. Oh, and also a therapist and good friends like Ben. <laughs> Which I'm—I'm I'm the friend part, not the therapist part. Although yes. sometimes, sometimes our conversations have felt like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe I should get a degree so I can talk to Evan and help him out here. Yes. <laughs> and I would add to that, like you're—I I shouldn't say add to that. Uh, I would emphasize what you said about um, uh, two things. One is just keeping your eyes on God, 
when you're in that desert, when you're in that place where you just are feeling like despair, uh, one thing I've said is when your eyes are on God, your heart will follow and your body will follow. Like you, when your eyes are on God, that's where you have to start. That's where you have to start is just look into him, look to him, look to him, look at his word, spend time with him. And so eyes on him, your heart then follows. So even when your heart doesn't feel it, when your eyes start there, your heart starts following and then your movements start following as well. But then the other thing you said is it doesn't always go where you expect it to go and, or where you want it to go even. Like there's, there's dreams and then there's dreams, you know, and there's, there's yeah. things that are put on your heart by him. And then there are things that are, you know, just our own flesh, you know, but God knows us best. He always answers in the way that's best. The thing that I used to teach kids, and I say used to, cause I haven't done this in a few years, but when you pray, there's the stoplight thing where God has three possible answers for you. No, that's the red light. <laughs> wait, <laughs> which makes sense when you're talking to kids that wait, you know, yellow is, is wait. Although technically yellow is stop. You get ready to stop. Slow but, down. Yeah. yeah. But no, wait and go. Uh, yes. So it's, it's not always going to be what you want it to be, but it always is going to end up being what is needed for you. Mm. Like he knows what's best for you. He knows what's right. But I just one more encouragement. The Israelites went to the promised land, landed at the promised land. were looking almost there at the promised land and they made the wrong choice. They did the wrong thing, but God never abandoned them. Even as they went and started, you know, wandering around when they were in that difficult place and it was their own fault. Like yeah. <laughs> sometimes our difficult places aren't even our own fault, but the encouragement from them is it was their own fault but he stayed with them. He took care of them. He protected them. And then winding path brought them back and said, okay, now uh, here's, here's where we're landing. But the other thing I would say back to your statement, the promised land was not what they were expecting because yeah. they were expecting a place they were just going to walk into. And it was going to be given to them. And they were just going to come. Here we are. No worries anymore. But mm -hmm. instead... It was beautiful. It was flowing with milk and honey. Sounds sticky, but <laughs> there were giants, quote unquote, giants. Like they, mm -hmm. we look like insects compared to them um, because they're tough and rough and ready to rumble. And what are we supposed to do about that? And that's why they ended up turning away is because of that. It wasn't what they expected. And then their victory wasn't what they expected. Like that's the, I've been really looking into the story lately, so, but the victory that they had wasn't what they expected. When they came and took the land, the way that they did that, there was, there was no way that they would have said, you know, this is what God's going to do for us. He's going to let us walk across a river on dry land again, and it's going to be great. And then we're going to just walk around the city and he's, he's going to, no, he had to tell them, you're going to do this. And if they didn't do it, it wouldn't have gone well for them. And I do want to say that I've had some times in this job where it's not what I've expected, like where, where I landed, what my actual job duties are, who I'm working with, um, some opposition that I faced from time to time with getting things pushed through. And it's like, like wow, I didn't expect some of this stuff. I mean, it's still my dream job and I love every minute. And then, and then there's also like, you're talking, there's dreams and there's dreams. 
Like I, I keep I, in my mind, the only thing that's going to make that would have me resign from here and go somewhere else is if someone called me up and say, Evan, would you like to own the publishing arm of DC Comics? And then I would have to say yes. I have to, I have to leave my job here and focus on the family. But, you know that that's the dream dream. But yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. So. I, I, I you never say never, but that's never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Evan, what are you watching these days? What are you enjoying these days? Oh, man. What have I been watching these days? We've been watching... Oh, you know what we've been watching is Ladybug. Mirac- the Miraculous Ladybug. Miraculous. The Adventures of Ladybug and Cat Noir. That's what it's called. And my whole family's been watching that, and we've loved it. Nice. So that's nice. Been, what's what's that's cool been about fun. it? What are you, what are you li- living about it? So it's it's written in a... It's kind of like uh, it's written in a formula where the same things happen in every episode, but it's a little bit different. But also the characters are so interesting and the superhero dynamic is so interesting. It's I can't remember a time where I've seen this before, but basically what it is is these two people are going to high school together. The girl is in love with the boy, but the boy... And they're both superheroes, and they're, but they don't know it. The other two don't know it. And the boy is in love with the girl's superhero identity. The girl's superhero identity cannot stand the boy when he's in his hero identity, but she's in love with the secret identity of the boy. So they're both in love with each other, but they're in love with the wrong sides of each other, and they, every time they interact in those areas, they don't mesh. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like... It's a it's a really nice character dynamic back and forth there, and then I really enjoy the um, you know because this is a, this show's uh, produced in France, and so they've managed to take this superhero you know the the superhero trope and really make it something uniquely French. Like I'm the the choices they make in the hero designs. In the designs of the villains, the names of the villains, the powers of the villains, it's all like, wow, you know, this this really fits in a Parisian setting in a way that I'm not so sure it would have fit in an American setting or somewhere else. Hmm. But it's it's just it's very uniquely French, very uniquely well done. Um, and then you know the fir- the first seasons formulaic where everything happens in the same, and now they're starting to build the characters and the tension in season two and, and expand the lore and stuff. And so, yeah, and it's, it's been great for the whole family because, <laughs> because in every episode it's, I really need the power Rangers because the, you know, in every episode Rita Repulsa is going to pick something that she is going to turn evil, right. Or, <laughs> you know, she's going to make a monster. And so in this, it's anyone who has, is having a negative emotion or a bad day, the bad guy is able to, give them superpower evil superpowers and turn them into a villain his ultimate goal is to get the uh cat noir and ladybug's special items that allow them to be superheroes because if you combine them you get a wish and he wants to wish his wife back to life so yeah it's some, it's some deep stuff but yeah so in every episode you're wondering okay who's gonna turn evil this guy's kind of upset. Is he going to turn evil? Oh, no, but it, this person over here. And so my kids love that part. They're trying to guess. And then when the person 
you know, whenever whoever gets turned evil, no matter what, my both my kids will say, "I knew it." <laughs> <laughs> so the question so, I have yeah. though is, are they making their prediction out loud before it happens? Yes. Okay. So, uh, and but e- but Clark, even if he does, even if he gets it wrong, he's still like, "I knew it." Right. I knew right. it all along. Yeah. <laughs> but Yumi sticks to more of the rules. But okay. So we've been watching that as a family, and that's been fun. My uh, wife and I have been watching a Netflix anime called My Happy Marriage, which sounds lame, but it's it's pretty good. It's got it's about uh, a a girl in uh, like nineteen twenties Japan, and but it's fictional Japan because there's people with supernatural abilities. Um, but other than that, other than the supernatural abilities, it's pretty much you know, 1920s Japan. And it's basically Cinderella, the story of Cinderella. But um, instead of the normal story where she turns into a princess and that sort of thing, it's she goes and she finds the prince and then the prince goes and beats the crud out of her abusive family. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it's very satisfying to watch. Um, yeah, but we've so been enjoying it, that one. Is the series taking place then kind of after the Cinderella element? So no, it takes place like, so the Cinderella, the only Cinderella part is she's in an abusive family and things are going terribly and she ends up with the prince due to other circumstances. Like okay. the, the family, uh, basically marries her off just to get her out of the house and they marry her intentionally to a person with this very cruel reputation. Um, but it turns out he's actually a really great guy. Um, <laughs> and uh, it turns out to be like the best thing that ever happened to her. And the family hates that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good show. I would recommend it. Nice. Nice. Uh, so here's what I've been watching lately. Okay. Do you remember when we did the pilot episode episode of strangers and aliens yes. where mm-hmm. we talked about, we should do another one. We, we do need to do another one because that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, because Steve, Steve's backing out a little bit. He's not backing out completely from the podcast. But I don't know how many times we're going to have all three of us on mic together just because of the schedules right. and stuff. And I'm trying to really work out better scheduling for you and me, better scheduling for you, me and Steven, uh, and then also get in some guests and, and be able to have people come on the, on the, on the podcast to be able to talk about like their books and talk about their creations that they're doing, which is part of why I was like, we haven't talked about this, about your stuff lately. You know, like we've, yeah. Like, what are you doing lately? You know? And so this ended at the up end of the episode, it. I will plug where you can find all that stuff, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, which is, that's the pattern, you know, you get to the end, <laughs> here's where you can find, um, but uh, where was I going with that? Oh, the pilot episode thing. We need to do that. Yes. And it would just be probably two pilot episodes if we were to do that because it'd just be you and me. But uh, yeah. m- the one I brought to the table when we did that was, do you remember what it was? The Star Lost. The Star Lost. That mm-hmm. is what I've been watching lately. Ben. You know why I've been doing this lately? Are you even aware why? of this? I started a new podcast. Uh, <laughs> called. I Up From- think I saw it. Yeah. I it's saw it advertised. Up- it's called Up From the Ashes, and it is talking about uh, the Star Lost every episode because 50 years ago, this time period, I don't know when this episode is going to be released, so I'm not going to say 50 year ago, years ago today, but 50 years ago, technically yesterday, was the pilot episode airing on CTV in Canada, 
And so I'm doing 50 years later, we're covering an episode of The Star Lost, but my goal is guest hosts every week. So it's somebody who is some sort of science fiction, fantasy creator. So it might be someone who's written a book, might be someone who's doing some sort of webcomic, it might be someone who, I don't know, uh, maybe a podcaster, but that's the, that's the idea, is just to bring in someone new every week to talk about that episode, but then also talk about just the science fiction tropes that that episode explores. And so like for mm. the first episode that we did, it was me, Adam David Collins, who is has been on this podcast a couple times. And we were talking about um, generation ships and just that, that big idea that, because the, if the podcast continues, the it's not just going to be 50 years later. It's going to, it's the, the tagline is bad sci-fi TV, big sci-fi ideas. And right, so right. just kind of exploring what's the good that you can kind of, <laughs> what's the good conversation you can have from a bad television show. Um, and then I'm also on buymeacoffee.com slash up from the ashes talking about uh, Star Trek, the animated series 50 years later, because that's mm-hmm. also celebrating its 50th anniversary right now. And so I'm just doing some short ones by myself with that. But yeah, so I, this is definitely, it's a limited thing. It's an experiment. We'll see how it goes because the idea is similar to bringing people on here at strangers and aliens. The idea is to get these guys on these gals on who can talk about their work and be promoted in that way as well. So they're not just coming on and talking about this is books I've written, but have that conversation, but then also say, Hey, you can find me over here. So we'll see that. That's really the, the big intention behind up from the ashes is to give platform to some people. But the other thing with it is we have to build the platform. So anyway, yeah. upfromtheashes.com is the website. You can find it on iTunes. We're getting it posted to the other places. I'll keep you up to date on our Strangers and Aliens Facebook page, but you can like Up From The Ashes on Facebook as well. I believe it's facebook.com slash podcast. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that's one thing that I've been watching lately. <laughs> I've also been watching Unicorn, The Warriors Eternal, Ben. Oh yeah, you've told me to watch that. That's on on mm-hmm. Max, right? Yeah, because yes. the ladybug thing you were talking about—that's on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. And so is the so is the My Happy Marriage. But yeah, Unicorn Warriors Eternal is Gendy Tartakovsky's newest show. He's the mastermind behind Samurai Jack and Primal, and he worked on other shows. But Clone Wars. Big... Oh yeah, the original, the original Clone Wars. The original Wars. Clone Wars. That's I don't think it's on Disney Plus yet, even. It is. It is. It is. Okay. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. In that one, they explain where General Grievous gets his cough from, and also uh, it shows Anakin Skywalker being knighted. Two things that have not been visited elsewhere. So well, you might be able to take those two things as canon. It's amazing. Yeah, like, it is I really. I loved that show. Like that was just so yeah. good. So good. It's also the introduction of Asaz Ventress. That's the first time mm-hmm. you see her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this this show this show's kind of like the I can't remember how I described it to you, but it's it's kind of like the Doom Patrol meets uh, the Knights of the Round Table sort of thing. So I think you would like it. Hey, one last thing before we go, uh, and I give you the opportunity to tell people where they can find you, uh, Ahsoka. Oh yeah! What do you think? 
I've really enjoyed it, especially since, you know, I, I've watched through all of Star Wars Rebels. I'm a fan of that. And this is basically just the next season of Star Wars Rebels, honestly. Um, yeah, but it's been great. It's been really good. I've enjoyed it. I would just throw in a one, but it just, it's so slow. It's, it is pretty slow. It's so slow, and I, I can't help feeling, could this have been a two-movie thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe two 90-minute two movies, or maybe just a two-and-a-half-hour movie, or a two-hour and 15-minute movie. There's just so much wasted time. Now, there is some good slow moments, like some of the lightsaber stuff where they're taking their time to pose yeah. – you know, and prepare their attack or whatever, and you know mm-hmm. the, the different styles of attacks. That's not what I'm talking about. But there's just some moments where I'm just like, this took us a long time to get to this point, and we really could have skipped it. <laughs> and, um, but that's the same complaint that I've had for a couple of different things on Disney Plus, where it's the episodic rather than you know, Secret Invasion. Oh my goodness. One. Secret Invasion could have been a two-hour movie, make it so much tighter, and take out a bunch of stuff that was... problem is the climax, if they wanted to stick with that same climax, it still wouldn't have helped, because... Yeah. <sighs> that was just that was not That was a misstep. I mean, the source material is so good on that, and they just didn't do a great job. If you want a good adaptation of the comic storyline, watch uh, Avengers... Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the cartoon show, which is also on Disney Plus, and that's a much better uh, adaptation of this comics. Well, um, this wasn't even an. I mean, this used the title. It was not an adaptation yeah. <laughs> of the comics. It it used the title, and there were scrolls. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. All right, so Evan, where can people find your work online? Well, you can find my work uh, for Adventures in Odyssey at adventuresinodyssey.com or the Facebook and Instagram pages for those. We release a uh, web series, web comic series uh, three or four times a year. It updates every uh, weekday. Uh, so we've got three of those that have been posted on Instagram. And then we do a monthly comic strip, which is posted on those. So you can read those there. And then we do a weekly comic strip, which is only inside the Adventures in Odyssey Club, which is, their again, their streaming service. Um, it's kind of like a mix between Netflix and like Marvel Unlimited, um, where you can, you can watch things, listen to things, read things. Um, but all the, all the comics are on there, and we've told some epic stories uh, via that medium. So you can find, and so you can find that you can do a 14 day free trial also on adventuresinodyssey.com. For my comic stuff, you can find that on uh, starcrosscomics.com, where we are continuing to produce the Black Blossom. We've got the uh, Erg the Battler uh, complete series, which is done. Um, so that's nice. And we've got Outed, which is my take on writing Superman. Um, and so you can find all of that over there. Ben, I didn't ask you about any of the movies you've watched. Are we going to save that for the end of the year? Yeah, I probably should recap save Recap episode. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even off the top of my head think of... It's been a busy season 
lately. So there's movies that I've missed. I haven't seen Blue Beetle yet. Uh, mm. I haven't seen Sound of Freedom yet. I had opportunity in our local theater three weeks in a row to see Sound of Freedom, mm. but I, I should I shouldn't say be I had opportunity that one. because of the subject matter. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I could sit through it. Well, I, yeah, I, one of our, uh, young adult groups went and saw that movie and like, yeah, we're going to go to a movie together. And someone was like, well, what movie are you going to <laughs> sound of freedom? Like, of freedom. Oh, oh, look, you're, you're, <laughs> it's not a Marvel movie. You know? <laughs> this is, yeah, <laughs> there's, there, yeah. But, um, so I mean, there's, there's just, I haven't had the opportunity to get out into the theaters the way I used to. Uh, and it really is it's summer scheduling. It's with all mm. the stuff that we've been doing and all the, the camps and, and all that. There's yeah, I'm trying to think of what I did make time to go see. Oh, the flash and mm. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I made time for those, but these other ones, Aquaman, I will definitely be seeing obviously nice yeah. in the theater, but yeah. So, all right. Well, Thank you, Evan, for joining me for another episode of the podcast and everyone who is listening or watching right now. And I say listening or watching because I'm not sure if this is going to end up on our YouTube channel or audio feed. It'll definitely be on the audio feed. I'm just not sure if it's going to be on both. But um, we have been posting some of our conversations on YouTube at youtube.com slash strangers and aliens, where you'll also find weak connections. You'll also find is it worth reading, a couple different things like that. And, of course, the, there's the regular feed. Here, where if you are watching on YouTube and I'm talking about the regular feed, that is our podcast feed, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, you can find on Spotify, you can find on almost any of those places where you would look for look for podcasts. And you can also go to our website, strangersandaliens.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. I'm pretty sure that if you're listening to this podcast right now, the end credits are about to play and I just made it repetitive because you're about to hear that again <laughs> in the end credits but you're going to want to wait and see what's the quote at the end what's the pull right. quote from the episode what's what's so. the post credit yeah <laughs> yeah uh which is not that thing at the end of strangers and aliens is not inspired so much by marvel post credits it's more inspired by mystery science theater 3000 where mm. if you watch through the end credits they would pull something from that episode and just drop that one little phrase, and that's how it started. That's why I started doing it was nice. because of that uh, thing that Mr. Science Theater started doing. So there's a there was a time in Adventures in Odyssey where they they did that, but they they pulled like five or six quotes and put them all together at the very beginning of the episode as a teaser. But if you listen to the teaser, it's like what in the world is going to happen <laughs> in this episode? Because they, you know they're all out of yeah. context and put together they. Sound weird, so yeah, it's fun. Well, I mean, but if you go back to the beginning of Adventures in Odyssey, I don't know when exactly they started, but back in that day, like if you watch classic Battlestar Galactica, Buck Rogers, uh, and not just those shows, but a lot of other dra uh, drama and action-adventure shows, they would do that same thing, where mm -hmm. it's just here's a little preview of what you're about to see, and instead of doing the cold open to pull you in, they're doing this, like, tiny, tiny teaser trailer that you want to see the context now, don't you? You want to see what this actually yeah. is. So. <laughs> yeah. 
So everyone who is listening or watching right now, I want to say thank you for listening and or watching. Thank you for spending time with Evan and I. And until next time, Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at Strange and Alien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. And once again, thanks for listening. Catch up.